Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Hourglass of Isabella. I'm here with Daniel's Day. Hello. And we decided to discuss something a little bit more upbeat, fun, and creative today. And uh, I've always enjoyed Walt Disney, so I thought that Disney might be a fun and exciting topic for the night. Yeah, I agree. And I think there's a lot to be to be discussed for not only for Walt Disney as a person. I know that the other day you watched uh, an interesting little documentary uh, about his early life, um, but also we can talk about the films and the parks. The parks. Who doesn't love the Disney parks? Am I right? Disney World and Disneyland is the other one. That's right. Well, and now because there's, there's two here there's in America. Disney, I know there's Disney Paris. Yeah, and, and Tokyo, Shanghai, bunch, yeah. Yeah. and then there's. Disney Tokyo Sea, which is its own separate, amazing, crazy thing unto itself. But let's talk about Walt, or as he was known originally, Walter. Walter Walter, you can imagine the mum and dad being like, Walter? So yes, I did watch, actually it was a couple of months ago now, but I watched a documentary, which I would highly suggest if you guys are listening to check it out. It's called Walt Before Mickey. And rather than discussing all his fame and the classic things that we know him for, it shows his struggles and the difficulties he faced before truly becoming an animator and having his own successful studio and the trials and tribulations involved with that. Yeah, lots of things were stolen from him. He went bankrupt at least once, right? Yeah, it's a great story, I think, because sometimes we look at other stories. Like the other day, uh, me and my friends were just... Oh, actually, I was on another podcast and we were discussing um, Playboy. And for someone like Hugh Hefner, fame instantaneously kind of fell into his lap when he got that Marilyn Monroe picture and published it. Copies sold overnight and it was kind of like instantaneous for that guy. Whereas with someone like Walt Disney, he really suffered a lot of times. I don't think people really understand how many times he had to close down his business and more importantly how many of his followers, the people working for him in the studio, believed in him so much that even when he did have to, you know, go to a point of bankruptcy, and even when the point where people were not only literally stealing his ideas... I was going to say, of course, a lot of the people that worked for him also went off and stole his ideas and worked for other people. (laughs) And a lot of the people who worked for him very early on... They believed in him so much that they went ahead and... Yeah, a lot of the people who early worked for him early on in their own right went on to do very famous things which is actually I think part of the inspiring story but so many of them when he was down in the dumps and failing people and this was you know we we are currently now in our own pandemic very uncomfortable climate but back then they were dealing with recession and so it was hard to get a job back then so the fact that the animators stuck by his side and so originally he was born in Chicago in 1901. So he was born at the turn of the last century. And he died in 1966. So the guy had a really, he had a long run of it. He ended up dying, though, important note, because he smoked too much. And back then they didn't know, as we do today, that smoking does tend to kill you. But an interesting fact is originally it wasn't really just him. It was him and his brothers. I believe it was called, like, the Walt Disney brothers corporation or something because it was him and his brother Roy and his brother had tuberculosis in fact after he had all of his failures he went from Chicago to Kansas City Missouri and he had a bunch of failures there they started something called the laughogram which is like the if you've seen the very early primitive uh drawings and they didn't really have the sound yet on it it's kind of like the film noir of the cartoon world 
they started that up, and then that failed, and he ended up going out to California to start afresh. But the real reason, not many people know, so he actually went out to California because his brother Roy had TB, tuberculosis, or some of you guys may know it as consumption, and he was in a hospital out there, and so he wanted to be close to him. But I think California ultimately was the turn and the inspiring environment. And even when he finally created the character Mickey Mouse after his previous character, which was a rabbit, had been stolen, and he famously said, "Well, I never liked that rabbit anyway." <laughs> and that rabbit, I believe, and people can correct me if I'm wrong, went on to be the foundation for Bugs Bunny. Is that true? Yeah, that's I I, what I, I heard the, the show, other but... day. So then he did Mickey Mouse. And also another thing not many people know is that Walt used to be a voice actor as well as an animator and movie producer. So early on, he actually provided the voice for do Mickey you, do you himself. Like, do you like Mickey Mouse? I don't, personally. But here's what I like the legacy that Mickey has created as his own fictional character and the happiness and joy that it brings children everywhere. And it's just this undeniable beam of, of pure like everyone you could most people listening to this who got the privilege perhaps when they were younger of getting to go to one of the Disney theme parks often there are intensely positive and nostalgic memories attached to it and I hadn't been to a Disney park in oh well well over a decade I mean I'd been when I was a kid I flew out from the UK to Florida Orlando which is the Disney World one, right? The larger one yeah. out there. And I just remember it being this awe-inspiring, fantastic thing. And Epcot Center was beautiful. And the whole thing as a child was overwhelming but astounding. And it was like living in the dreams and fantasies that so many of us as kids harbor and have every day. And having that come to reality in real life, I think that's for real magic of Walt Disney was he was able to take it off of a page from his animations and bring it to life I agree I agree I think I think it's the development of the park I think is, is really one of the uh, one of the great inventions of the 20th century I think you know the idea of being able to to create a space that that you can actually you know interact with and and, and sort of you know in, in, in three dimensions you know uh see those things that previously were just on the on the movies come to life and, and again like you say you know we're, we're now raised with it as children and I mean you know you can imagine though back in the day that wasn't the case necessarily you know you were raised on a different set of, of, of movies and whatnot and that park must have been you know simply amazing really and, and I mean it still is I think oh, it's, and it still it, is it's still to this day magical. that's the testament to time now so do you know what the first uh, I have an interesting fact factoid thing oh, yeah? here I'm going to turn off my notifications real quick, so if you guys are hearing buzzing in the background, that's what that is. Uh, but do you know what the first true ever real amusement park was? This is way before the Walt Disney time. Uh, I don't, but I know that the second amusement park is actually here in Colorado, right? Actually in a similar time frame, Yeah, I believe. Magic real. Mountain. Magic Mountain is one here, right? Was that was that what it was called, Magic Mountain? Remember, and they and and they closed uh, recently. Well, not recently, but five years ago or whatever. And we were actually looking to buy the the Opera House there, which is where they had their yes. they, had a, they had a musical and they theater. Wouldn't, they wouldn't give it to us. Yeah, we tried. So they had actually a beautiful carousel. That was the only right. reason why it, it, it's interesting because of the Magic Mountain. I think the only reason why it uh, it existed was that they were 
there, there was like a mine on the other side, a gravel mine or something. And they were using, and it, they as were using it as a zone. buffer. Yeah, for, for sound. For, like, away from uh, yeah. residential area. So the first true one to come into existence uh, is actually Victorian. So it's actually 1860s. Was it the one in, uh, on Isle of Wight? Yes, and it's called Black Gang Chime. And it's set atop the uh, white cliffs there on, on the side of the so island. Where, where is the Isle of Wight for people that don't so know? So the Isle of Wight is, so if you think of England and the UK, you have Scotland up top, you have Ireland on the left there, and on the very bottom is this tiny little island that's separated but still very close. Uh, it's right below Port, so you can take a boat or a ferry from Portsmouth to get to it. Um, and your grandparents. And Southampton. So, yeah, so my grandparents actually lived there. My mother was born and raised there, and I spent most of my childhood on this island, but they had Black Gang Chime, which was the first Victorian amusement park. But unfortunately, historically speaking, we've lost a lot of that park because what happened was with the severe weather and the natural decay of the. Uh, the cliffs, the weakened structure, things would fall off and you would lose, so like you have fantasy land in Disney, uh, we had something that was like a frontier land which I think you guys actually have a frontier land too but it was like a wild a west, yeah. right, a wild west replica of very much a Colorado where we are now kind of 1880s kind of thing right, that they'd built there but because of Black Gang China's decay the whole area fell off but if you go there, I'm sure a lot more of it's fallen off now. But last time I was there, just many years ago, you could look over the edge of a cliff and there were all these giant model horses and abandoned buildings and stuff just lying, decayed on the beach. And it was such a cool archaeological That is cool. Could you actually thing. get down to the beach or was the beach? No, way too far yeah. down. Nobody could, you know what I mean? Like it would be very difficult to even access the boat. So it was all off limits and they'd have walkways where they'd say, like there's a dinosaur land and they had these dinosaur figures, but it would be roped off like this is due to fall off at this time. And they would just let all the things go. <laughs> but one of my favourite parts of that park was they had this topsy-turvy upside-down house, but it was all, like, very altered reality where you could walk in it and the, the floors were at strange angles and the refrigerator was on the ceiling. Very Meow Wolf. For those of you that don't know what Meow Wolf is... We could have a whole episode on that. We could, but give the people a brief explanation. Meow Wolf is a, an, uh, well, it's it's an, orga- it's an organization, plan. but yeah. it's a interactive art exhibit down in Santa Fe. They're actually building a Meow Wolf here in Denver as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's yes, it's very trippy. So going going back to Disney here, which is the main. Hmm. If you just talk about the park. What, what is your what is your favorite part of the park? I was going to ask you the same <laughs> question. I was going to say, what's your favorite ride? Ah, interesting, interesting. Um, my favorite ride. And you can't steal my one. I can't steal. This, I can't steal. <laughs> That's what it is. So actually, I, I will say, I will say. So I didn't know because I didn't actually go to Disney as a kid. I've only I've only what? been there I've only been there as an adult. What? And I've only been there a handful of times and I did not know that the that the paddle boat actually moved. I know and I had to right? show you. And didn't so we were there me. last time. We went to And I, we I made there, him go on it cuz he didn't And we went on it me. and and you know we kind of got on it and and she's like, "Yeah, I think this moves." And I go, I, "I don't think it moves. I don't think it moves." And I sort of looked around. It didn't look like it had the right parts to move and you know, and then all of a sudden, it moved. It moved. That's <laughs> great. And, and I was like, "See, I told you so." Yeah. So I had some vague memory from my childhood of it. But I it also was, have a really very, cool. I have a very other strange memory from my childhood of it. But my father, and kudos to them for listening to this, because I'm sure they'll remember it. My father and my 
mother rented a um, boat. I believe it's one of those kind of swamp boats where they have the fan in the back or something akin to that. And it was right next to Orlando, the Disney Park property thing. And you could go on these boat tours things. Swamp tours. Like people who are going to Disney get sucked into these outside tourist activities. It's its own industry. And so we went on this boat thing, of course, because we're all stupid and from England. We're going along and there's this big sign across the river. Like it's actually a chain across the river with an actual sign that says, don't go down here because of alligators. And of course, in our own idiocy, we're like, haha, that must be part of a Disney thing. Not knowing that there are real alligators in Florida. We're <laughs> like, and if there were alligators, they're probably like model ones. So of course, my dad proceeds to lift up the chain and we go under it. And there are all these alligators. My dad was like, don't worry, they must be like mechanical. Animatronic. But yeah. they were definitely real alligators. And we were fine, but we definitely got in trouble for it too, I remember. like Time time before I was at Disney, I was staying at the, the Swan Dolphin. Or no, I was actually staying next door to the Swan and Dolphin, whatever that was. I don't even remember what it is. Oh my god. Um, Okay, we're still recording. Sorry, guys. I looked at my phone. I couldn't see the time on it. I was like, we failed. Carry on. I was just going to say the beach was actually closed. They had a little beach outside. Um, and it was closed because there was there were alligators in the in the Disney really? waters. So, like, normally they're, they're not actually alligators in the Disney waters. You know? Yeah. Uh, and, you know, because they have little beaches and stuff like yeah. this. So, yeah. So, and I, and I want to say that, like, an alligator had attacked a kid or something like that and it was an, it was a big deal so they had them all shut down and it was really it well was... you know about Adam the Woo of course yes of course yes right so story. he's very famous in Disney history because he very bravely he and his friend actually swam across on Disney property to the old abandoned island that contained the water park and you can find the video it is up on YouTube it has millions of views so if you enjoy urban exploration or abandoned amusement park rides it's fascinating but what is really creepy about it is when they get there first I couldn't believe that they swam there that was terrifying two they get there and all the music on the island is still playing and the um, water fountains still work and the lights are on and everything and apparently it turns out it's actually cheaper to just keep that stuff running than to go about the process of dismantling and taking it all down I'm not sure why that would be I think they're just doing it to be creepy it was so creepy and there's the dogs yeah. Bark in the background. It was, it was, and you, I do encourage you guys to watch it. He got in a lot of trouble. He was actually banned from Disney, which was a shame because my understanding was he truly loved the parks and he liked doing the behind the scenes yeah, stuff. Yeah, but he was trespassing. He was definitely trespassing and it was definitely against the law. No two ways about it. But did I personally enjoy the beauty of seeing that hidden part of the park? So, your favorite part of the park is. My favorite ride. Favorite ride. Well, it's not really. I don't know if you can count this one a ride, actually. But my favorite attraction at Disney is by far the Enchanted Tiki Room. Tiki 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 Room. Yes. So last time we went to we went to Disney World in October, November, I guess, right after right after New Orleans, and my my folks were down there, so we went to visit them. And our our friend Alondra got us into the park for free, which was Thanks, great. Thanks, Alondra, because I know you're going to be that listening to w- this. That was a great. lot of fun. And uh, 
But so we went to the store, the Disney store, and we bought we bought Isabella a, a tiki, like the official Disney tiki dress, and some tiki earrings and tiki necklace. It's green and with and, parrots. And, you know, she loves it. It's green and has parrots. So for those of you who don't know, I actually own parrots. We, we do, own parrots. We so that's parrots. why I love so it so much. She's got a thing for parrots. So of it was course. perfect for her. It really was very suitable. So we go to the park, and we're at the park, and... I put, you know, I put the dress on. She's got the dress on, and... and and just looks, so you know, they actually don't allow you. I found something the other day. You're not allowed to dress as a princess that's if right. you're certain. If that's you're a little right. kid, you can't. You can't dress up. You're as not, it's actually Cinderella like illegal or something. Or something you know? I guess if you're an adult, I think kids can do. Yeah, it. kids are up to a certain age to allowed to, but adults are not allowed to. Call but you. it turns out, so this little girl comes up and she's like, "Are you? Are you the tiki room princess?" And and kitten's like, "Yeah, yeah, I totally." Am. Yeah, I was like, I was like, <laughs> yes, yes, I am. And it was so cute because she <laughs> literally had all this wonder and beauty in her eyes. And why isn't there a Tiki Room Princess? I ask you. There should be. Covered in parrots, I think. You yeah. know, lots of macaws. I could bring Crowley. He's my pet macaw. They'd love it. That's right. But it was just such a nice... In- and you know delightful. what they always say? If you delightful. want to know if a compliment is real, a lot of adults will compliment you in your life, but you always have this vague nagging sense of, do they really mean it? Are they just saying that to be polite? But when children, for better or worse, tell you what they think about you... It comes from such a place of innocence and honesty. So there was another girl came up and she was like, can I get a picture of you? She's like, I'm sorry, I'm just not used to seeing people dressed like this in the park. Like it was very shocking to her for some reason, but it was so fun and engaging and it, it lightened my whole mood. The rest day running around the park, I had an amazing time, but my biggest regret, and I hold, I'll probably hold this regret for the rest of my life, if we don't get to go back, so of course, due to, we're in the pandemic right now. What month are we in right now, Daniel? Uh, it's, it's beginning of June. Beginning of June. Happy June. Happy June. We're still in the pandemic, so if you're listening to us way off in the future, 2020, it was not the Great Gatsby. Park is closed. Park is closed for uh, the longest time. I think it opens in July. Yeah, but all, all I ever wanted to do was do the Dole Whip. And unfortunately, I didn't discover its existence until it was then too late. And I've be been since then. It's been like I have dreams about but eating this pineapple Dole Whip, and it's actually a dairy-free soft serve that they only make at Disney. You cannot get it anywhere else. And now apparently they have different flavors. They have a lemon it's very one, exciting. and I just I'm dying for it. I literally have nightmares and/or dreams about it. I think, I think we'll it. go back. So we, we've Do actually you? been we've actually been looking into into doing a little event in in Orlando and uh, what one of the things that we like to do when we when we have these destination things is we'll rent an Airbnb and I didn't realize and, and I guess I, you know a little bit of thought I probably could have figured it out but I didn't realize what a big industry Airbnb has it's become crazy. in Orlando um, and so you can rent these enormous homes with like you know nine bedrooms or something and they're dirt cheap. I mean, relatively speaking, because I think there's just so much competition. But they have one that has that all the rooms are decorated in, in Star Wars scenes. Mm-hmm. Like they have, you know, the walls painted and, you know, you have like a spaceship for a bed and, you know, accessories and the whole the whole nine yards. Pretty cool. Pretty you know cool. what my other favorite ride is? What is your other favorite ride? Pirates, Pirates of the Caribbean. And there's a funny story here. And if Alandra is listening, shove a <laughs> laugh because I myself am one of those people. I'm not super level 10 thrill seeker ride kind of person and we were in but i've been on pirates caribbean totally fine love that ride and so we're going on it and land was like does it have any kind of like roller coastery things or drops and i'm like 
yeah, and like there's two drops, and the first one's kind of short from because this is from when I was in Disneyland Paris, and the second one's kind of long. But that's it, and you might get splash of water, but really it's mostly you're floating along in a boat and enjoying the scenery and the music. And she's like, so there's two drops, and she was so scared. We're waiting in line. She's like, I don't think I can do this. And I'm like, no, no, you should do this. So we're trying to like encourage her and get on a ride. She's like, no, no, for real. And we've all been there when we're waiting in line for a very serious ride and we hang second thoughts and we're like, can I, can I get off a ride? Can I leave now? And she was super scared. So we get on a ride, and this is in Disney World in Orlando. And we go for it, and the first drop comes, and she's clinging on to me. But I'm like, see, it wasn't. So she's like, yeah, it wasn't so bad. So we're going through, and if you guys have been on Pirates of the Caribbean, you'll know it kind of starts up in the mortal world and and there's now Jack Sparrow. Jack Sparrow. They put they put him into the ride where he wasn't previously in the yo ho yo ho a pirate's life for me. And several years ago they modified it so that now the pirates are no longer chasing the wenches. Yep, there's no longer I think the, the wenches now chase the pirates. Right, there was and previously they have ham or there was something. there was outdated and trigger warning here, there was outdated previous sense of rape in implications there because pirates rape and pillage. That's historically no, they don't. what they were known. I've watched every Pirates of the Caribbean movie, and there is no, yeah. no raping. Well, in, there's in no pillaging. The, it, believe me, when I say in the original ride, they had a guy on a track chasing a mannequin of a girl in a right. circle. And what they did cleverly was they gave her a ham yeah. that she holds in her hand. So he's now chasing the ham, not chasing her, yeah. which is very smart. I thought. I think, now, I think now they actually have her chasing him. Oh yeah, they changed it, didn't they? Yeah. Yes. Yes, they did. You're right. She's chasing him. We're like threatening him with a rolling. But you can imagine if you're this mannequin, you've been chased for all these years. You're like, finally, finally, now the joke's on you. Sweet revenge. It's beautiful. Uh, But anyway, here and all there to get to the bottom of this point is, I was then expecting this second drop, and Land just kind of clinging to me, and I'm like, yeah, this is going to be second drop, and we're going to go into the underworld, and there's a beautiful four-poster bed. In fact, Walt Disney true fact actually a real skull inside the bed because there's a, a skeleton assisting <laughs> I have to I can't even say it normally anymore <laughs> I've watched what we do in the shadows so much I'm like a skeleton sitting in the bed and uh, it's real and it's super cool and it's all like in the underworld and there's treasure and it's all blue lighting and kind of the zombie folk and whatnot and very zombie pirates I guess ghosts yeah. ghost pirates and I was very excited and then she's like clinging to me because I'm like the second drop it's any second and then it's the end of her ride and she's like what the hell and I'm like what the hell I'm like did my brain from childhood fake an entire segment of this ride but then it turns out so it turns out that uh, the the ride at uh, in Florida the Pirates of the Caribbean was actually made uh, after the fact after the original ride Pirates of the Caribbean and in Disneyland Anaheim and they didn't have as much space and so the ride is actually shorter and so when they built the Pirates of the Caribbean in Paris they built it properly. according to the original spec properly that's right and so I, I've never been to Disneyland uh, and so this this was I had no knowledge of this super interesting you know what my other other favorite ride is yes I do what is it? It's the Haunted Mansion. Yes. Who doesn't love some Haunted Mansion? And I heard some crazy... There are so many people like Disney fanatics. I am You certain- know what? We should, we should totally have... Uh- have have uh, Brittany Brody on here and as and an expert as an expert as an expert like there are, I'm, I'm, I kid you not guys there are people who their entire lives are dedicated to the parks there are 
blogs and podcasts that we're talking about. I saw we have Dave as a podcast solely dedicated to Disney food. So discussing just the food you can get at the parks. As I, I, own I will tell, can, I, can I talk about my favorite Disney food? Yeah. My favorite, it's not, it's not even food, it's Disney concession. So when last we were at Disney World, we went to Epcot Center and for reasons that I, I won't go into in this particular podcast, we had to get to Japan, which is on the other side of the lake. And of course, it's it's pouring rain, absolutely pouring, pouring oh, rain. Storming. Oh. And and it turns out that there is a little a little dispensary, a little a little concession stand uh, that you can get champagne. Yeah, as I, I'm going to refill my champagne to Daniel and entertain you for a second. Yeah, keep talking. And and so and so we had to get the we got the champagne and uh, and we were drinking drinking the champagne as we were walking through the park in the in the pouring rain absolutely pouring rain it was fantastic because apparently in Disney World or in in Magic Kingdom they they don't serve alcohol at concession stands at all um, and in fact we when we were there it was actually it was actually quite cool because um, there is a restaurant there. Um, I think there are three or four that actually serve alcohol. Yes, they didn't use to. It's just a very they didn't recent use to. Change. It's just very recent, and so we went to one well, of them that, cool that story, did yeah. in the in the in Frontier. the Frontierland. Yeah, and it's kind of like this old saloon sort of thing, and there's yeah. a stage, and then immediately to the left of the stage, there's like this box, opera you know, box, opera box so, sort yeah. of style, and they go and they go to seat us in this opera box. And we got to sit in it. And we got to sit in it. And and, and it was, we got champagne. And we had champagne sitting in this opera box. And it was like the most magical thing. But and it was also a little weird because it, Christmas. It, it, it had just been decorated yeah. for Christmas literally the night before. But it was just like Halloween, so it felt really weird that we were still in Halloween mode, but everything was decorated yeah. for Christmas. So going back to the Haunted Mansion, so the weird fact that I learned is that apparently, and this is a tr- I actually did the research on this, guys, there have been people who have in the past thrown the ashes of their passed away loved ones on the ride and this is actually not an all that uncommon occurrence to a point where they have to try and like they actually have like a code for it to clean it yeah, up yeah they right? do because yeah. it's a bio something or other but I, and apparently it's not just in that ride it's like all over the park but what I love specifically about the haunted mansion is they have these beautiful very early on techniques of illusion and projection and in fact if any of you guys are familiar with the magic castle in LA which is a beautiful property it's had all these famous people as a Houdini room and these astounding performances the guy who actually developed and there's actually a a term for it Daniel I don't know Pepper's Ghost Pepper's Ghost thank you so much but in, in the uh, basement of the Magic Castle, they actually have an example of the original Pepper's Ghost and how that illusion worked. It's like a little box and you can push a button and it makes it appear. And it's, it's for the time, I think it's amazing technology and that, that has withstood the test of time and so many people today still love that ride. And the elevator where the um, pictures, they call it stretch, stretching paintings. Do you know what I'm talking about? The right, paintings, right. Go, the paintings down. go down. Yeah. So it's like a girl on, on the river and then she's actually going over a waterfall. So it slowly reveals as you go down in the elevator the demise or predicament of each painting, which is super cool when you actually think about it. Yeah. Give, me, give me another favorite ride of yours. Hmm. I like... Uh, I like... I actually, I actually used to really like the Carousel of Progress. 
Oh, and yeah. it's like this ride. And, future world, is that Future world, yeah. yeah. And then I recently learned that, that somebody died in it and got crushed. Oh, yes. <laughs> no, it's true. It was a girl. And yeah. she was the, they have a hostess in it. And I knew, knew this from these terrible interviews. Apparently a lot of people have died. People have died on the Matterhorn as well. Yeah. And a lot of deaths in Disney, unfortunately. But she actually, as it was rotating, got she got stuck, crushed. Yeah. And I actually want to say it was on film or something horrible to something that effect. Terrible. But I like, I like the... I like the concept. I'm really into. I really like the, the the sort of very modernist uh, view of the future, you know. And 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 you you commented on this many times over the years, but that you know every era sort of has its own view of what the future looked like. And and I really like the one that comes out of the the 50s and, and 60s. I think it's a very the very cool and very stylish you know, view of the of the future. The Jetsons. The Jetsons. It's yeah. very like Jetson based and taking the monorail. Which was, yeah, which it was a big deal to I think that was a new experience for me. I don't think I've actually taken the monorail even in my childhood. But then you go through this specific um, the co- hotel. The contemporary resort. Yes, and, but it. it's all like not contemporary at all. It's <laughs> actually like 60s, 70s outdated contemporary. But it's super interesting to see what they thought mm-hmm. the future would look like before the future. Yeah. is super curious to me. So our favorite restaurants at Disney because mine... What's your favorite restaurant at Disney? I've never gotten to go. That's going to be your favorite. I just know. There's a Beauty and the Be Beast. Our guest. Be our guest. You're right. Apparently, apparently you, have to, you have to like... A but pl- years you know, in advance. No, I think it's like six months or three years. months or something. Two you can years. pretend that it's years, but... Yeah. But then I learned of another one. So that one, I was like, okay, I'll never get that fine, whatever. Getting to sit in that cool restaurant, not for a box of champagne, was one of the coolest experiences of my life. But there's this other restaurant, and it's actually in a resort. Do you know what it's called? I told you about it the other day. And they've just re- it's the first thing to actually reopen during the pandemic stuff. I don't, I don't remember. Oh, I should look it up. You tell me, what's, what's your favorite thing? Is it hot dogs? What do you like? You know, Casey's hot dogs are pretty good. Is that what it's called, Casey's hot dogs? Yeah, the the ballpark ones. Those are those are pretty solid for for Disneyland, for Disney World food. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really like the food at Disney World, to be quite frank. I, I don't. I don't find it as. I love. It. I think everything there is magical. I don't. I don't find it as charming as it could be. Victoria and Alberts is the name of this other restaurant. Oh, is it in? Is it in the? It's in the Disney, Grand Floridian. Yes, Disney's uh, Grand Floridian Resort. I really like the Grand Floridian. Five star. I've never gotten to go. Yeah, I really, it's, really it's, want it's to do cool. this though. Like it's seriously on my to-do list but and and even like the shopping experience at disney is so yeah i'll be honest with you i'm 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 kind of i'm kind of sour on what is now disney springs which is just like a walking mall it's ridiculous what used to be it's wait wait is that where i got to go to rainforest cafe yeah yeah yeah. i love Rainforest. but no but it used to be so much cooler when it was pleasure island and they had the 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 adventurers club oh yes yes was great yes that, I, th- I'm all I, think, about that. I think Pleasure Island should come back as a concept. I'm sad it went away because it gave adults something specifically to do at the park. It was a very cool concept. And then we have a what's a famous club that's almost impossible to get in. The membership costs thousands of dollars. Oh, what month. is it? Club 33? 33? Something like that. I wanna, yeah. I'll, I'll look it up really quick, but I think that's what it is. And actually, a friend of ours, who I won't name on this, has actually gotten to go to it and said it was just as amazing right. as you think. It's right up there. Magic Castle in LA is also membership-based, so it's a very similar, uh, what do you call it? Yeah. So we need to go to Disneyland, I think. I, it is I, Disney Club 33. Is that, is that in Disneyland or in Disney World? I thought it was Disney. Why not? It's I say, this is Disney Anaheim, California. Yeah, that's Disneyland, that's what I'm saying. 
We should try we and should go, go to it. We, we should, should get someone. If anyone's on here and they can hook us, hook us up, up. With a, with a... we'll give you some great conversation. Otherwise, I'm going to Rainforest Cafe because I love that place. I know it's kitschy and it's out of date at this point, but I loved the one in Vegas. And I actually went to the one in uh, Disney as a child as well. And so it just has these really extremely positive association memory-wise for me. So I love going there and they have a little fake thunderstorm inside <laughs> of a restaurant, which is I'm just parrots. like, wow, there's parrots. It's just everything. It's just the whole thing is so magical. I also quite like what we didn't get to do. I quite like the runaway train and it's in Frontierland. I think that's a classic, classic Yeah, I think, I think what, what I was struck by is how much walking there was. You know, like we went on, we went on like, like, uh, like handful, a handful of rides, and it, but we ended up, you know, booking like, like twenty miles or something like that. I thought it ended up being thirty-six miles over, over, over several days. Yeah. Yeah. So what happened was, you know, we went, and I haven't been to Disney in a long time, so we had this plan. We were like, okay. I'm a little sour about this. I know. Just just so that we're all clear. I'll tell it there. So we start, and we're going to go to. Disney World first day. Yep. Great. Do that, which we succeeded. We succeeded. And then we were going to go to Epcot, but on that same night, we weren't able to go to Epcot because they had some kind of, of runners. runner marathon thing going on at the same time. We nearly got in, but we didn't get in. Yep. So then the next day, we said we'd do. We went to Epcot. Universal. We did Universal Studios because I want to see the Harry Potter stuff. Which was fantastic. It was really great. And then we did get to do Epcot. We did. In the rain, I told the story In the rain. We we succeeded Epcot. We dined at Paris. It was And then the next day... I couldn't move. We were supposed to go... Yeah, to... To... to, Star Wars. To see the Star Wars. And, um... I literally woke up... She couldn't get out of bed. No, it wasn't even a joke. It wasn't even a joke. So this is what happened. I wake up... My whole life, I wanted to go to this Star Wars thing. And here she was, incapacitated. Too much walking. That's how the story went. (laughs) <laughs> they weren't actually uh, fully open at the time, though. So, it is it is something that I have that remains on my future bucket list. Yeah, I woke up that morning and it it wasn't a joke. I actually couldn't move my legs. It wasn't even like I didn't want to. I would yeah. have loved to have seen the Star Wars thing so much. I mean, I love Rebels. We're just currently watching Clone Wars. We could have a whole other podcast about that. Huge pork fan, lots stuff. So I was really excited about it, but like. And if you, any of you listening have ever experienced this, we've walked so much for so long, the muscles like wouldn't work in my legs. So I was just laying there like incapacitated right. for a day. I was fine <laughs> the next day, but it was just like one day of that, which was less than fun. So next time we're going to go back and we're going to stay in the cool Airbnb, the Star Wars Airbnb. Yeah, you, you can have that. I think that's more you and Jeff really want to do that because you like your... Star Giovanni Wars. would like it. Yeah, the little kid rooms you guys can totally stay. We'll stay in the little kid rooms. It's right up your alley. Yeah. Yeah. I want to go build a lightsaber. If we go back, I really want to do the Jungle Cruise because that's such a ride I've never done at Disney. The line was insanely long, so we skipped it. I had to have renovated a lot of stuff on it, so I'd be oh, super yeah? curious to check that out. Yeah. Cool. Here's an interesting fact about the Enchanted Tiki Room, which is my uh, favorite attraction is that actually Walt Disney separately owned it. That's so right. previously there was like this ticket system, there were different colored like red and blue tickets you'd buy to go to the parks or whatnot. And he himself literally was like, this is my own ride on and my own property. you couldn't take tickets, you had to like no, pay like two bucks to get se- in. Separately in Dali, but then the money all went to him. Because he actually, a lot of people don't know as well, he actually had a little apartment actually on the parks above one of the buildings. No, it wasn't in particular. If, that, if you hear that background noise right now, it's actually it's the, the tiki hummingbird. Hummingbird 
in the background. So yeah, I'm very, we've actually run over our 30 minutes. I, didn't, I just checked my, oh. we're at 35. Would you, would you like to continue or do you want to stop? I mean, I we, we haven't even talked about, about we movies. haven't even talked about movies. I want to talk about the movies. Can we keep going? We can keep going. So can I ask you some questions? Yeah. What's your favorite Disney movie slash cartoon? Uh, it's an easy one. Hands down, it's Sleeping Beauty. Hands down. I love that you love that there. Yeah. Tell us why. Do you know why I love Sleeping Beauty? Tell us. So here's why I like Sleeping Beauty. It has a dragon in it. Right? Cool. But, um, but beyond, so Shrek. Beyond, beyond just having the dragon in it, though, I, I like the concept of the, you know, the, 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 you have the damsel in distress, as you always do. Wait, is Shrek a Disney movie? Uh, no. No, so never mind. It, don't forget everything. I just said, keep going. No. Um. <laughs> <laughs> keep, carry on. So, so anyway, so yeah, so you have, you I, she was, she was the best villain by far. Maleficent. Maleficent. I didn't, I didn't care for, the for the, the redo movies. Okay. Um, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I don't, I didn't need her to be redeemed or justified in any fashion. You liked her being I evil. really just liked her being evil. Okay. I thought, I thought she was good as, as just being just evil. Yeah. Um, you know, but I liked the idea of the, you know, the hero, you know, having to slay the dragon to, to rescue the princess. I think that's yeah, a, that's a, it's a very, distress. it's a very powerful metaphor and I, and I use it a lot. Like D-I-D. I, like, like I tell, I tell, I tell young women that they, you know, they, they shouldn't, uh, you know, they, they shouldn't they shouldn't even, you know, kiss the boy if he doesn't slay a dragon. So you have to slay a dragon, you have to go through the, the briars and all that. That's that's the way the world should be. Yeah, there's a bunch of stuff you gotta do there. I think that uh What's your favorite Disney? Yeah, movie? yeah. Oh, it's such a hard question. It really is. I you know, cause his thing is I like, could guess. Okay, you wanna guess? I wanna guess. Can I guess? Yes. I think your favorite Disney movie is The Rescuers. No, you're close though. I do really like Bianca. I love Rescuers Down Under as well, but I also love the New Orleans one, where we're on the paddle boat. Yeah, that's the first one. So many memories there, great. But I think the Aristocats. Mm. It's probably if I had to like be forced into a corner. And I hear just recently they're thinking about making Doing a, a live action. action. Can I have a little rant here for a second? Yeah, we are. Go off rant one? away. So as you guys know. They did live-action remake of The Lion King and also Lady and the Tramp and several of these animal-focused Disney movies. I know if you've seen them. I can't stand them. The Lady and the Tramp one was just awful because it's like I think we have this sense of nostalgia and what we really love about these movies. What happens is when you adopt CGI, the perfect example of this, which is also not a Disney thing, Sonic the Hedgehog. They made this design of this character and everyone went, oh, that's terrifying, or they do cats. The musicals, a remake, and everyone said, well, that's terrifying, and we just don't want anything to do with it. But then if, in the case of Sonic the Hedgehog, which is redeemed, if you make it closer to the cartoon aspect while still being CGI and computer animated, then it's a lot more palatable, and even for a new generation, I think, can be enjoyed. The problem is, when I was watching like Lady and the Tramp, they made them look so realistic as animals. Same thing for Lion King, but it lost a lot of that charm and innocence and the fun aspect that we had as kids of watching the animations and so by we talk about here's a funny thing so we'll talk about things like frozen is the complete opposite we can watch through disney history the heroines and the women in it have all their eyes have gotten larger and larger over time until now we're in frozen they actually have the eyes they call it rated like a baby's head so they've become more baby-like actually more yeah. infant-like and they've actually mapped that so that they're, so they're actually less human they're more baby-like they're oh. more in so you're looking at a, a not a child even but a baby specifically so that's kind of where the proportions the baby's are. eyes particularly big 
Yeah, well, it's in. You should look. It's the proportion of the head to the eye thing. There's oh, a okay. whole video. There's several articles in it. You can actually look up how have Disney princesses' eyes changed to relate to babies and infants over the years. It's a it's a whole rabbit hole that I will allow you guys to go down on your own time. But relating back to the Aristocats, apparently they're doing it. I just really would love to see them do it, but something a little more original to the movie and still cartoon Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they can avoid the cats, you know... Hyper-realistic uh, cats. Look, because yeah. you don't really want them to be humanoid cats. You you want them no, to be no, cats. No, that, no, that's not the concern. I, I feel like the concern is that Sonic the Hedgehog thing, but they'll just look like creepy and... and but will they have buttholes? Right, exactly. That's the joke, Cats, the musical. Apparently, we don't know if it's true or not. They had CGI cat. buttholes on them and it freaked people out. I actually watched Cats the other day. I was definitely freaked out by it. I love the musical. Could not stand. Actually had to switch so, it off. Aside from your favorite Disney film, who's yeah. your favorite Disney princess? That's a good question. I think Leia. There you go. Like, that's the right answer, obviously. Now, yeah, that's obviously the right answer. Yeah, I mean, obviously I like Aurora and stuff, but it's... It's a well, hard one. I mean, the, the, the funny thing is that the original Disney princess, particularly Aurora, you know, has uh, has no character development yeah, or, or there's no arc. There there's no, she's right. not anything. She's Whereas she's, you have a modern, like Moana as an example, they put a lot more thought into character art and development or uh, Frozen. And yeah, there's absolutely. an arc there. They have a redeeming thing or, or not. And here's an interesting thing about Frozen. Apparently when they originally made it, they were planning on making her evil. Elsa. Oh yeah. She's going to be completely evil. She's she kind of evil. Be the Ice Queen, and then they were like, "Okay, we're going to redeem her," which was obviously the right choice there. But I do think it's interesting how Disney movies have developed and they've moved away from the classic formula, which was you talk about D.I.D. damsel in distress, and then right. we moved to the princess thing. It's no longer okay for a guy to rescue a princess. That's out of a window. It's, it has to be now female empowerment, which I'm all about. But the woman has to rescue herself. Like, hands down, it must be that you... And it's hard work sometimes, but I think it's better to teach Do you think, that, do you the think there, kids, there are, you know, are still gotta, fairy tales? I mean, yeah, they're you know, not fairy, in, in the sense of like, like what fairy tales are... Well, that's the argument, you know. is did those movies breed something that was unrealistic expectations for young children being like, I'm waiting for Prince Charming on a horse, and then that never arrives... And so now we're doing this complete opposite thing where we're like, yeah, no man will ever save you. You just got to save yourself. And it's all misery and hard work and individualism your whole life. And there's a whole other thing now. Is there a balance between the two? And the only... It, it is amazing how much, uh, you know, those films do do shape they you. They shape... As a, as a, uh, and the kids, because yeah. these are little kids watching these movies. And so it very much shapes their development. So did I grow up thinking... Yes, I want the white knight and the horse and the prince charming to come see me. Absolutely, I, think I did a pretty good job. You're fine, but like the point is, it's not that it's not that most people need something as a relationship to look up to, and oftentimes right. well, and, it's not and, there. And the funny thing about it is that like how many is that never never in the movie is there actually a relationship? Yeah. Right? He just rescues her, yeah, and, 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 that's and then that. they live happily. There's no ever relationship after. concept yeah. whatsoever. I mean, but let me ask this: How many relationships? Do Other you than know? In like Sleeping Beauty. I too. mean, of all our friends and stuff, how many relationships do you know that are such positive role models that you can look up to and be like, this is what I want. Right. In monogamy or polyamory. Yeah, it's just not there. It's a point. So I think a lot of these movies now deal with these these difficult topics, which is good because they're battling them. But I still think we're learning and we're not quite there yet. And so we're figuring out that balancing act of what it, and I think it's somewhere in the middle there. So I'm very curious to see 
in the future when they come out with these. But right now, to be fair, we're living in a strange time where we're not making any new content. It's just remakes of every dis. It's this live action Lion really King redone, or even the whole concept of the superhero movies. They're just like let us do things that already exist versus making new original content unto itself. Right. Seems to be very hard in this era. We're all about remakes. What now. is the what is the first um, original? Disney movie that you can think of that's actually you know not based on something else. Well, they're always they based all? on fairy tales. They always are, yeah. yeah. Yeah, because even in the beginning, in so like in the 1920s and stuff, he did a so he did Alice in Wonderland, right? Not the animation, but he actually did a kind of like movie silent film version of it, right? And then if we even look at the super early ones like Snow, Snow White, White, I think Bambi is slightly original. But then we look at yeah. stuff like Lion King. Even Disney, there's actually a yeah, new, actually, an animation from Japan yeah, about a white line. They directly, they just took the whole storyline and just reused it for real. Yeah. I mean, for real. And then there's other things where they reuse stuff. So I'm a big fan of Disney's Robin Hood. I love Maid Marian. She, if you want to ask whom I was, my real princess, yeah. you know, kind of icon growing up, I thought she was fantastic. I can still hear. The rooster in my head, and he's doing. He reminds me of the know? rooster in uh, in the that that other movie. You remember that other movie with what the movie? with the rooster, and and he's a singing. Don, it's Don Bluff movie, and, and he's singing rooster and Rock a Doodle Doo. Rock a Doodle, yeah, great movie. I loved. Right. I loved Don Very Bluff. Very similar. We rooster. could really do a whole episode a dedicated Don to Don Bluff yeah. because I think his animation is. My, way more my favorite even Disney for that matter I love Thumbelina and I love Penguin and the Pebble I love those movies I won't get lost in it today uh, but yeah Robin Hood I really loved right but what's interesting about it we were talking about how Lion King was copied directly from the Japanese animation they had, Disney would copy themselves so in fact if you look at the original animation in Robin Hood Maid Marian is in the forest dancing with Friar Tuck and Robin Hood and everything and in this animation segment, if you look at the Aristocats, a Duchess is dancing, and like they literally took and drew over. It's the exact same cell by cell animation because it was lazy and easy. It was a workaround. It was a quick route. But now we have the ability to look back and say, "Oh yeah, this was directly this." Right. Whereas I, back I, in I'd the like day, to change my my answer. Yeah. What's yeah. Your answer? I think my I think my favorite Disney movie yeah? is Tron. Tron, okay. Because I don't, you don't reason? think of it necessarily as yeah, being I a, a Disney movie, yeah. but it was definitely a Disney. Thing. And they're actually making a Tron ride, which I'm, I'm really looking forward That's to. That's cool. I didn't, I didn't care for the sequel, but I love the sequel soundtrack. So. How do you feel about Disney I also buying like, out Star Wars? I, I'm okay with it. Yeah, I'm okay with it. I, I was never, I was, I was pretty critical of, uh, of George Lucas, so I didn't really. Really sort of, you know, because of the prequels. We still need to do a Star Wars episode. Yeah, we'll do a Star Wars episode. Um, And I think it was questionable to do the thing where, you know, you have, you're making a new trilogy and you didn't actually like plan a story arc and and you basically Mm -hmm. just let people do whatever they Mm -hmm. wanted to with it. Mm -hmm. I think that's a questionable way to do those sort of movies. I think it would have been way better to just give it to somebody and let them make three movies, Mm -hmm. right? Sure. Um, And, you know, you could have different directors, but at least have a writing because there's the, the, you know, the story arcs are just all over the place and they're just horrible. They're just horrible. And they just, they really missed out on what was, what is Star Wars? Yeah, uh, like so, Mandalorian, for instance, is, is one one producer, and I, and and so you know, if I'm judging, if I'm judging Taika Waititi, if I if I'm judging Disney based on you know their their output, 
I and I can judge them on Mandalorian, I say they get an A plus. If I judge them on their sequels, they, they get like a D minus or something. I really did not enjoy them. Mm-hmm. Did you know that in Disney, in the castle that's in the front, they actually have a secret room, which is Cinderella's room. It's a gorgeous like hotel room and it has a jetted tub, has a four poster bed. It's just the most beautiful room, but you cannot rent it out. You cannot rent out as a hotel room. Right. The only way you can ever get it is because Disney occasionally be like will give give it away. Yeah. I thought it was so cool because I remember I used to watch a show called Girls Next Door, which was the, girl, the show about the Playboy girls. And Holly Madison specifically always wanted to get married in Disney and she to have that room. Cool you, got, you can't, it, no, because nobody is. Like, it's impossible to get. Okay, like this room, unless you are in a giveaway kind of thing. I would love to stay in that room. It's so cool. beautiful and cool. So for a long time, I wanted to be an Imagineer. Did you know that? I love Disney that, that this is that I thought this would be my career path. I it's mean, a it's, difficult it's, one. It, they get and paid it, and it's lot. interesting because it's actually it's actually very similar to the skill set that I have in my in my aerospace side of the brain. You know what would be cool? If we could interview a Disney Imagineer so, on a podcast. So I, I have a friend who went to go work for it and he said it wasn't it wasn't as good as you would think because they really very hard work they, they really do work you to death oh yeah. yeah and it's and it's not it's not as it's i mean the, i think the coolness wears off pretty quickly and uh and, and it's a it's a creative but high demand environment is a problem mm-hmm. did you know that under disney they have all these secret service tunnels for, yeah. for mascots and kind of characters did you know that under the capitol building they have secret service tunnels i didn't know the that. other day during the 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 riots, or they weren't riots. I don't want to call. I don't want to call them riots. Protests. I want to call them protests. Yeah. Um, the lawmakers were in the building trying to figure out the budget because they don't have any money because there's not people aren't spending money. Yeah. There's no taxes. Pandemic, right? Pandemic, and because of all the protests, they had to evacuate them to secret underground tunnels. Yeah. So they have they have these under Disney, yeah. and the characters that you see in the costumes, like if you see Mickey or Minnie, they actually have to use those walkways right. so they can get to their separate area without being seen cross-contaminating into their non-descript environments, right? But here's another interesting thing, is Disney was, Walt, was very particular about, he didn't want any trash anywhere, every trash had to be picked up really particularly, but also and if you ever ask anyone who's starved for help, they're actually obligated to give you an answer, even if they don't know what the answer is, they have to go and find someone else as part of their training to find out what like that, that answer is. I, like that. I think that is a really cool thing, actually. I, I do agree I mean, with I, that. I mean, you have to imagine something like that. Customer service has to be paramount. Right. So here's, here's another thing I really love in Disney ride-wise, and I know a lot of people hate this. You guys are going to listen to this it, and be like, It's a small like, world? Oh, yes. I love It's a Small <laughs> World, too. And people are going to be listening to be like, oh, God, no. And suddenly the song, It's a Small World. I, I actually have a dream. I have a dream that, that someday I'm going to adopt children from all over the world, and I'm going to teach them to sing their portion it's of It's a Small World small in their native language. Um, and then I'm going to make them all sing, and it's just going to be great. He wants, yeah, he's always has a thing where he wants to adopt all these children give them home teach them that song and that's never going to happen it's a nice dream you have I respect yeah I I actually really like It's a Small World yeah I love that ride I do think it's beautiful I know a lot of people hate I could just stay on it all day they hate the creepy dolls in it they cannot stand the music on it 
but I've always been a fan of those rides where you're on a boat and you're floating through the scenery. And here's one that I can recently I like the Mexico add. one. Yes. So yeah. Epcot Center, they have like Japan, UK, America, Germany, and other stuff. And then they have Mexico. And in fact, they actually have a water ride on a boat in there. And it's kind of Mexico City based. And it's really cool. Yeah, it's and great. I just thought, this is great. I Another love the, the ambiance inside that, that building. Oh, it's gorgeously done. The decoration yeah. is beautiful and really cool i think it is very important to teach people about different cultures and have that so i do i do like the concept behind epcot so an interesting thing about epcot is that it was actually originally so epcot actually stands for experimental prototypical city of tomorrow and so the idea was that it was actually originally going to be a city like like you know here here is what cities here's what cities could be and it was going to showcase technologies and and you know and and democratic sort of ideas and this is you know Back in the era where we believe that you know modern sort of you know technology would would help benefit uh, democracy and whatnot, um, and the fascinating thing is that th- that obviously didn't happen, and they ended up just doing the the little you know um, whatever it is of different nations, and and then they still have some technology portion of it. Um, but the fascinating thing is that just south of Disney is this town called Celebration, Florida. And it's like this just creepy, really clean Stepford kind of town. And they have a cute little downtown on like a fake harbor sort of thing. And they have restaurants that are they're actually quite good. There's a, there was actually a really good Thai restaurant down there, nice. weirdly enough. Um, but yeah, it's like this community that's that, you know, and, and, and it makes you wonder, you know, whether or not they could have actually made, you know, a, a, cool. an actual, yeah. you know, experimental prototypical city of tomorrow you know this idea of you know and, and modernism now is, is sort of past and we gave up on it but i like the idea of you know designing cities and communities and 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 sort of you know having the the, the technology and the architecture embody you know all this you know potential yeah can we talk about the fireworks at Disney and how like astounding that is? Yeah, that was pretty Whether it's Disney or Epcot, actually, for that matter. Epcot, they have these boats yeah, going by. Yeah, like with the kites and stuff. That was really it's cool. It's absolutely gorgeous. I, just, I was just thinking about Disney movies. Here's one a lot of you guys will probably have never heard about, and that's okay. It's not like a super popular one. But it is one of my absolute favorite ones. We talk about princesses. The princess in it is actually closest to me. Oh, yeah? She's like me. It's the Black Cauldron. Ah. So it wasn't a very popular Disney movie. But it's I really... the one with the pig. Yeah. What's the pig's right? name? Hen- 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 Henwig. Henwen? Wig. Henwig? Henwen? I think it's Henwen. I, I don't know. I'm going to look it up. But the point is that doesn't matter. Yeah, that's actually point... very dark. I seriously... Disney went through a sort of dark phase. One of, one of my favorite uh, obscure Disney movies is uh is uh the black hole right so the black hole was a movie that came out it's very very dark and they go and they find this they find this uh you know mad scientist or whatever and he's got robots the pig is called hen wen and that's what i said yeah, yeah. so you're right but what but i would like to princess. tell people is that i feel like if you've not seen this movie give it a go it's actually on disney plus it's free to watch well but you have to pay for disney is plus. she actually a princess did we decide she is a princess or is she f- well it's it's debatable but for the, she is still if you look at it Who, she's where how do you know which princesses are canon do they have a way? Do they have a way of? They actually you know? have like a Wikipedia where they link. Well, no, but like does Disney proper, you know, identify who is a princess and who is not? Well, a princess? I know that Leia became a princess proper after did, the did Star Wars happen? takeover. I don't know. I can't answer that question. Like, is there is there a way that you would know? I don't know. It's interesting.
There was something I was going to say, and I can't for the life of me think what it was. <laughs> I was looking at you like you were thinking of something. Yeah, I was, but I couldn't. I couldn't think. It's like you know when you have something, and you're like, yes. I really want to discuss this because it's obviously Disney related, yes. and it's super interesting. But you talked about that movie, and it threw me off. So if you talk about something, I'll okay. think about so it. So we were talking about Black Cauldron at the time. Yeah, but you were talking about some other movie. I was talking about the Black Hole movie. Oh, well, whatever. You know what? This is a great place to wrap it up because we're running out of time anyway. Um, but, so yeah, we were 54 minutes. So I mean, honestly, five more minutes won't hurt. But there was something specifically... So if you can just talk for a second about something else Disney-related, that sure. give me a moment to... I also really it. like the train. I think the Disney train is quite lovely. Um, I think it's a great way to, to move around the park. Yeah, I think the train is great as well, which is really cool. I and I, In fact, I like to train at Universal Studios... The Harry Potter thing. Oh, that thing. was fantastic. It was really cool. Yeah. I really We could have a whole that. other episode about Universal Studios. I, I, I quite... And my angry thing. They thought I was oh, underage yes. and they there wouldn't let a... me drink there. And I had my green card and they wouldn't let me drink. And again, I was wearing a Harry Potter, like the little uniform, whatever. But still, your mom dressed still. as a schoolgirl. It annoyed me. She was annoyed. Yeah, I was annoyed greatly. I almost thought about contacting Universal Studios about it because of how much kind of... I don't know, underlying prejudice that was going on there. Oh, prejudice against you as a citizen of the crowd. Yeah, there was something going on there that didn't agree with me. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was beautiful. We could totally have a whole episode about Universal for real. Yeah. I just, here's a thing, it's going back to a Disney thing as we wrap this up here, is that I love it so much and I miss it so much now that it's closed. I think it's such a, a beautiful establishment of hope and dreams and the fact that it closed during the pandemic was so there's a, there's a there's actually a really great quote uh, about Walt Disney and he, he says something about uh, you know that he doesn't make these things for children but but for the child in all of us right right and, which and, we all and, have. and, that, and that, you know it's it's amazing because as an adult you know people really get into this and they and it really is and and at the same time you know there, there is definitely an acknowledgement that Disney has gotten to be this huge capitalist force you know, and and they're really good at you know manipulating and and like the the, the amount of the amount of thought that they put into their parks and and you know force you to to buy stuff and this and that is is incredible. But I think it's a small price to pay for the for the wonder and the joy. I would really like to go to Tokyo Disney and Tokyo Disney Sea. I've heard those are outstanding parks. Really, it beautiful. seems strange to me though. Very like, well done. I can't imagine a world where we would spend all the money to go to to, to Japan, and we would spend a day or two at a at a Disney park. I think that's a that's a very odd concept. But what I've me. heard about Disney Seas, but it doesn't that doesn't exist here. It's a completely different yeah. concept. Yeah. So you wouldn't you couldn't be able to buy that experience here in the states. Likewise, why would I spend the money when I'm in Paris to go with my parents to Disney? And in fact, I think that park in Paris is beautiful as well. Well, so I was assume. I was assume that the value of it was was for people in those regions to be able to get a taste of Americana, you know. Maybe or maybe Disney magic is for everyone, regardless of your cultural country yeah. you happen to hail from. I think it's something that shouldn't be limited. And I so, would, what, do you, what do you think? About, I don't know how much time we have left. We've got in it our will literally just so you know, this will cut out sixty. Oh, like, it's, gonna, it's actually going to cut hard. Cut hard. It's, oh, I see. Okay, so that way you can see. Okay. okay. Well, then we'll save this for another another day. Yeah, we, I honestly think this could be its whole own podcast. And for now, until then, I will dream of Dole Whip. I will dream about <laughs> the topic that I couldn't remember, but I was really sure I could remember, and but I could not. Perhaps it'll have its own it'll, podcast. You know, I'll remember it right after right we after. finish this podcast, and it will really bother me. I'm like, I right told yet. you this was a thing I wouldn't talk about. Yeah. 
But I'll it's dream of Dolan. It's a small world after all. That should be that could be your that could be your catchphrase. Yo ho yo ho, a pirate's life for me. <laughs> I don't think pirates are politically correct. Mm. <laughs> Not anymore. Jack Sparrow is still good in my books, though. Okay, without further ado, we're going to let this podcast go, and we'll be back. I'm sorry if this one ran way over time. It was a lot longer than we usually go. Usually our podcasts are around 30, 35 minutes. This one has uh, reached 60 minutes, so we've done well. All right. And uh, we'll be back next time. Farewell. So, good night and sweet dreams.